Welcome to Parkinson's Empowerment Podcast, Episode 2. On this podcast, we hope to share what we know about Parkinson's, update listeners on the latest literature and research, and help people with Parkinson's live their best lives. Um, on this episode today, we have a guest, our guest Chuck Vandenberg, uh, who is from right here in upstate New York, and he is a teacher. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I teach high school English in a local uh, high school around here in Monroe County. I'm actually not from around here, but I have been living here since 1995, and I'm enjoying New York. Good. Um, and Chuck, how long ago were you diagnosed with Parkinson's? About three years ago, when I was 50. I'm about 53 now. going to be 54 shortly. Yeah. Okay. What were your first symptoms? The biggest one was just fatigue. Um, yeah. Just having, I've, I've been a lifelong runner, and um, my route started getting harder and harder for me. And um, I just couldn't get up this hill that I'd spent many years running over. And um, I just decided to keep pushing it. I didn't have any proof that there was a problem with me. And I just thought maybe I'm just tired. I'm getting older. And that didn't work out really. I mean, I just pushed myself too hard and had some sort of a collapse really. When I got back together, got back on my feet, um, I was running again and noticing my left hand just occasionally tapping my my thigh. And I thought, what what is that going on with this? And um, those those are my symptoms, like a dragging left hand, um, difficulty playing guitar. I was trying to learn guitar. I was getting better, and then I started getting worse. And I was that I was still practicing, so I thought there's definitely something wrong with my left hand. <clears throat> yeah. So, do you still try and play the guitar? Because that would be I, a great exercise. I for you don't. To do. I live vicariously through my son, who plays a very nice guitar. I toy with the idea of doing a slide guitar because you can do that with just uh, one finger on your left hand, but mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, I yeah. guess the dream is still somewhat alive there. Definitely. But, you I think know. you need to get that guitar back out. Yeah. That's all 50-year-old men want to play guitar, right? <laughs> um, all right. So then what did you do? Go see your primary doctor when you notice these things? My memory is pretty bad, but I, I was dancing around to different specialists. I was misdiagnosed with fibromyalgia. Um, Carpal tunnel, I think, was one of the things. It took it took a while to figure it out because I was really healthy because I was a runner. Mm -hmm. And so my symptoms were probably limited by the exercise I was doing. Um, it was finally a neurologist who I did a CAT scan, I believe, didn't find anything abnormal. And therefore, he said, let's try you on Parkinson's meds. And unfortunately, they worked. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was the proof. Right. Or fortunately, I mean, it could have been yeah. something worse. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. But I mean, um, I'm, I'm glad they found it, but I yeah. would have preferred like you have a cold yeah, you right. know, or something like that. <laughs> right. That's a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's hard initially because like you said, you know, you're young, you're healthy, mm -hmm. um, which a lot of people that get diagnosed with Parkinson's are young and healthy. Yeah. Or yeah. They can be. Mm -hmm. um, or they're a little older and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So. Then you started the Parkinson's meds. They worked. Did you have any apprehensive a apprehension about starting the meds or? No, I mean, no. other than the fact that I didn't want them to work because I didn't want to have yeah, Parkinson's. Right, but um, right. no, no apprehension about the meds. You know, I yeah. trust the scientific community and they worked. Yeah. Uh, they made the symptoms largely go away. The fatigue was tough to get rid of. Um, that involved um, taking a second med. Selegiline, I almost forgot. Selegiline slows the metabolizing of the carbidopa levodopa. Yeah. That helped. And strangely enough, vitamin B12 was like the, the final 
piece of the puzzle to pretty much get the energy reasonably good. Good. Yeah. Very good. Um, all right. So you took those meds. Um, so did you know much about Parkinson's when you were diagnosed? I didn't. Um, yeah. I I knew that it was uncurable and serious, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I didn't really want to know a whole lot more. You know, yeah. you, you get on this precipice and you decide, like, am I going to look into this and fear the worst or am I going to take, you know, a lot of the experts call it the snowflake disease because everyone has a different version mm-hmm. of it. And I right. thought, well, maybe I just kind of wait and see what my version is instead of looking at bad versions going, oh my God, that's where I'm going. And I did do that for quite a while. Um, actually coming here w- with you with this boxing clinic is the first time I really got together with other people with Parkinson's deliberately. Um, and it was not bad at all. It was largely, it was overall good. I mean, I did see people who were suffering worse than I have been, um, but they were also involved in something good and feeling some level of control of uh, keeping what they could keep from their physical abilities. Right. And you've, I know you met um, one of our next guests has had it for 20 years and she's 87, right? Didn't she just have I a birthday? I think she's 29, but... No, what? You know, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Women are always 29, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, she, she's, actually, 29 she's 29 plus a lot more. But yeah, somewhere in her 80s. Very impressive woman who just yeah. keeps chugging along. Keeps she hikes doing, in the woods with her walking poles and her dogs yeah, and yeah. hits the bag harder than a lot of people in this place. So yeah, she's serious. She's definitely mm-hmm. a great mentor for a lot of people. And she's had it for 20 years, yeah, right? So she's, right. she's living her life with it for yeah. 20 years going in her 80s. So that's great. Yeah. That's and, inspirational. Uh, Yeah, she's definitely an inspiration. Mm -hmm. Um, And just a, you know, Parkinson's disease is, is, I've heard you said snowflake disease, and I've also heard it's like a, it's like you'll be fine. You just have an alien in your body that you have to keep at bay. Yeah. (laughs) So. And you'll you'll kind of wake up going, oh, my God, right now I don't feel it, which is letting you know that you often do feel it. Yeah. You you notice the times when you go, you go, I'm totally asymptomatic. I could go for a run right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are nice times. Yeah. You know, I'd love to have more of them. Yeah. We'll keep running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And boxing. And boxing. Um, okay. So, so I, that kind of brings us to, the, to my next question, which was going to be, um, well, what has helped you with your acceptance? You already kind of touched on that. You said meeting some of the other people here. Um, Box wine, white wine, I prefer. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, exercise. It's the, yeah. it's the only cure, exercise. Um, and meeting the other people here and knowing that they're a community, they enjoy each other's company, they're doing something for themselves together. Um, yeah, it, it's been really good. Um, I It'll probably come out. I'm, I'm not participating right now because I'm back to work. We're working on a new schedule where maybe I can get back to the boxing. Um, but yep. I definitely want to and I definitely recommend, recommend it as a cure, as a, I don't know if cure is the right word, but as a a balm to your hurt. Um, it's a good yeah. place to go. Yeah, it can definitely help reduce your symptoms mm-hmm. and slow the progression they found. Exercise is the one. Yeah. My neurologist recently told me that um, boxing clinics can reduce symptoms by, I, I can't remember if it was 20 or 30%, but it was a strikingly big number. Yeah. And I thought, that's that's great. You know, 20 to 30. Because uh, my, my understanding is the decline is going to happen. You can only slow it. Right. But to reduce symptoms by 20% or 30%, that to me is a step in a direction I didn't know I could go in. Right. Which is great. Yep. Um, and yeah, so to put a plug in for us here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at Rock City Boxing. I'm not trying to do that shamelessly, oh. but it's, it's, been, it's been very good. And, yeah. And if I could speak to that, as a, as a person who's done a lot of exercise, I, I stopped 
running for a while to do biking because I had problems with my feet and then I, I'm still doing both. Those are two activities that I would do and get that runner's high and get that rush of adrenaline yeah. or a dopamine, actually, I guess. And those those feelings of accomplishment and having done something good, once I got Parkinson's, were just outweighed by the fatigue of having done this workout. Yeah. So I do the workout because I knew I had to and I'd get done and just be glad I was done. Boxing was the first time I did something where I felt like this actually feels good to do this physically difficult thing. I, I don't know if I was still getting dopamine or what I was getting, but there was a sense that I have found a way to feel good while exercising again. Right. And I had missed that. And that's that was a huge thing to find. Yeah, good. And you bring up, up an important point because while exercise is great, um, any exercise is great, but that forced intense mm -hmm. exercise, like when you come to boxing or um, when you go for a run and you really, you have to yeah. push yourself to that point, which is hard to do by yourself. So Yeah, yeah. And that that's... That's a really good point because I think I had this lucky disposition of being a guy who didn't mind exercising by himself. Yeah. I have friends and family members who they don't want to work out unless somebody's going with them. You know what I mean? So if you if you need that kind of thing, and probably most people do, it's another good reason to be in a community of people working out for Parkinson's. Well, I just know just even people without Parkinson's, I mean, I think like yeah. sometimes I get home and I'm, oh man, I'm so tired. I don't feel like going for a walk or yep. a run or anything. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if somebody says to me, oh, come on, we're going. And then you yeah. get up and you go, you feel so much better after you do it. So exactly. sometimes just it, getting that, that motivation. Yeah. To overcome the counterintuitive thing, which is I don't feel like doing this. And then when you get done with it, you're feeling better than you did and you're glad you did. Yeah. But there's that resistance because your body's going, you're tired. Don't do it. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So we talked a little bit of what your exercise routine is now. Um, so and another thing we were going to kind of bring up is that we're talking about how lucky we are to have um, the medical, the neurologists we have yeah. around here, mm -hmm. the researchers. We're really lucky to be in this area in upstate New York um, where yeah. we have all that. And you were going to bring talk up about Dr. Dorsey. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Ray Dorsey has yeah. a book out that I think is really a uh, fascinating take on Parkinson's. And he talks about it as a coming a coming epidemic because mm -hmm. it has it had does have it isn't a, an entirely random thing right you know people that work with certain products throughout their lives tend to get parkinson's paraquat is a chemical i think used in herbicides that is outlawed in most countries but not here right um tce i think it's called trichloroethylene oh. There are relationships between the presence of those materials and the incidence of Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. That book will tell you all about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. a it's a call to action. You know, we need to we need to get rid of certain chemicals that are in our environment. We need to make whatever sacrifice that is to keep many more of us from falling ill with this disease. Right, for sure. Um yeah, there's definitely a big environmental connection and then there's obviously a little bit of a um, or maybe not obviously, but there's also, I think it's what, 10 to 15% of a genetic factor, but most, most that, yeah. yeah, it's small, uh -huh. but there can be. Um, so of course I don't know the science of it, but if two people have the same genes, they're probably living in the same neighborhood, right? And so inhaling the same, whatever. Exactly. So yeah, you, there are some gene testing. Uh, that's something that, um, our first podcast, um, Laura Petruchik was talking mm -hmm. and she has Parkinson's obviously, and her mother had Parkinson's, but she had the genetic testing in there. She didn't have the, the gene. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hmm. you can, okay. there is a way to figure out, is it, you know, more environmental or gotcha. genetic? Um, 
All right. Is there anything else that you want to share with us about hmm. your experience? Um, or um, you've talked a lot about everything. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's definitely something I live with all the time. So mm-hmm. um, I guess I would encourage people to be patient with their loved ones who have Parkinson's. Things yeah. are hard for us. You know, we just we lose a lot of energy just staying on our feet, just staying balanced. I think also there's there's something good about it in the sense that um you kind of confront your mortality maybe earlier than others and that might I'm hoping that that helps me sort of prioritize what I want to do and how I want to spend my time uh you know some some problems look smaller when you think about mortality you know what I mean if you're sitting in traffic and you're frustrated that might not look as big of a deal you know or, or the other the other little things on a daily basis that might bother us um and I don't want to sound like some man on the mountain who's got all the wisdom, but it has slowed me down a little bit in some good ways in terms of like being more contemplative, hopefully a little more thankful for the things that I still have and the time that I do have left. I hope that's the case. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of it that way. Yeah. And, I, and too, I mean, it can be a good thing in that respect, but there also for a lot of people who have the typical Parkinson's, um, this is Parkinson's probably isn't going to get you in the end. It might be more likely to be something else. It could very well be. Yeah. 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 Um, which, so on that note, <laughs> on that happy note, yeah. I was trying to spin that as a, you know, a yeah, good thing. You know, right. there's, there's some value in knowing we have just so much time and let's make the best of it. Great. So thank you so much for coming in today. We'd thanks. We'd love to have you back sometime. And sure. Thanks for having me. Fill us in on how you're doing with work and school. And Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Robin. Okay.